Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to different creative people about how they do their thing, how they keep it going. Today, my guest is a photographer. His name is D.S. Craze, and he has a gallery showing opening this weekend in Los Angeles and running for a month. It's called Bridges and the Peace Between, and peace is spelled P-E-A-C-E. And how I met uh, DS was through my past podcast guest, Kimley Smith, who happens to be producing this gallery showing. So I love how one creative person leads to another and uh, and so on. And um, I know it's uh, hearing about a photographer talk about pictures when you can't see them uh, isn't as fun as being able to see them. So DS was nice enough to send me some JPEGs to go with a few of the photos that we discuss, and I'll be posting those at DennisAnyone.net. So if you're curious about how beautiful these pictures are, and they are beautiful, uh, check them out on my website. Um, before we get to that, I want to get a mention in for the Mismatch Game. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm uh, hosting and producing this benefit show at the Gay and Lesbian Center. The Mismatch Game, it is this Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th, a really great lineup of L.A.'s silliest actors and comedians, uh, including Jackie Beat, Willem, all kinds of fun people. And you can learn more about that at LALGBTCenter.org. Tickets are just 15 bucks, And the money goes to help the Center's Homeless Youth Program. So far, since we started doing the show in 2004, we're almost like $175,000 raised, something like that, closing in on 200000 which is thrilling. Um, so come out and, and support that. All right, that's all the plugs. Here, without any further ado, is my guest today, D.S. Craze. Hey there, I'm coming to you from a beautiful home in Sherman Oaks, California. My friend Kim Lee, past podcast guest, happens to be staying here, and she introduced me to our current podcast guest, D.S. Craze. He's a photographer, and you're about to have your first gallery showing here in Los Angeles. I am. Most important question, what are you going to wear? That, that's actually been a really big question. Um, it always is, right? I've had, I've had multiple people ask me if I'm going to wear a tux, and I thought that that might be a little too much. A tux for California? But I think a suit. A, a, suit, a nice are, suit. Yeah, a nice suit's a good, good idea. Yeah. Tie or no tie? Uh, probably tie, and I wasn't going to go with tie originally. I thought about right. like suit with t-shirt. Right. But that seemed like maybe it might be a little too... Right. Not serious? Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with the tie. And then maybe it's the kind of thing where later near the end, the tie comes off and you kind of do the loosey-goosey photos yes. and then you, everything's covered. Absolutely. Hi, Kim Lee's here Thank too. Me. So I just want to say hi and acknowledge you in the room. I'm here. Thank you. And I'm very excited to hear what's going to happen. That you brought all, to life. The, yeah, you brought us together. Um, I was looking at some of your photography that's going to be in the exhibit. Uh, Kim Lee had examples of them. They're beautiful. Thank you. Um, how long have you been taking pictures? Uh, a little over 10 years. Was it something you were into when you were like in school and stuff or was it something you felt, when did you fall in love with it? Actually, I failed a photography class, uh, in high school. Did you have the, that was, I took photography <laughs> in college and high school, I think, but there was the dark room and you had yes. the, the chemicals and the stop bath yes. and the whole thing. I was really into it. I had that as well. And then, but what you I, failed though. I did. Why? I did. Um, I don't think I was ready for it. I just yeah. think that maybe I was too young. And right. I mean, what's really interesting is when I look over the years, I had a couple of girlfriends that bought me books on photography, not necessarily photography itself, but like I have uh, a couple that are, there are models, like stuff that was never used in magazines. Right. And, um, but they've always been inspiration 
uh, and especially as I got into photography, they're fantastic to go through, but I realized that it's been a part of me for a really long time. Like it was subconscious, sort of yes. bubbling under the surface. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. You have an overarching name for the exhibit. Bridges and the Peace Between, but you spell it P-E-A-C-E. I'm yes. looking at the card now. Yes. Um, so there are literal bridges in the exhibit. There are. Photographs. Yes. But you also, I think, use it kind of as a metaphor for, I guess, going from one place to another. Like, why, why did you yes. kind of land on that title? Um, it seemed to make sense. Yeah. That not all bridges have to be something that... Is that kind of structure like a literal London bridge? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like our main photo is a there's a boat, and that in itself is a bridge. Yeah. Think about it. Right. It gets you from one place to another. Yeah. And and the piece between is definitely. Um, and forgive me, I'm a little nervous. It's all good. Um, uh, the piece between is is even though there are some photographs that are in some pretty rough areas, it's there's a beauty within that. And when there's no, and a lot of times there was nobody there. Yeah, I was looking. There's some that look like, look literally look like that movie Children of Men, um, which it was one of my favorite movies. Where it's like post-apocalyptic, yes. deserted buildings. Um, where are you for some of these photographs when you took them? Some of these were based out of the Packard plant out of Detroit. Okay, which is now virtually impossible to get into because it's it, the gentleman from Germany bought it. Now it's kind of being renovated, and they're going to turn it into something. But at one point, you could walk into these spaces. And the Packard plant at the time was the largest um, largest factory at that time. It basically covers two city blocks. Wow. And it's it's overwhelming. And you can go into what's left of the buildings and all of the surrounding area. You could just kind of you could. explore. Yeah, you could. Now, now there's security there. Right. And police are around. And But you had absolute free reign to go anywhere you wanted within there. Wow, and nobody chased you out or anything like that? No. What made you go, oh, I think I'm going to go poke around and take some pictures of this place? Um, How was it on your radar? I've always had a fascination with, um, especially being from Detroit. Right. um, Kind of being obsessed with places that not everybody got to see. Yeah. But there's a lot of pretty in the world. But when you get to see places like the Packard Plant or um, there's a place in California I went to called Desert Center, uh, there is... There's a there's a calmness to these places, and if I, I'm really fascinated by uh, urban decay. Yeah. Well, there's the Packard plant pictures, the, this closed factory that's decaying, and there's some stuff still left, but then a lot of stuff not. There's some photographs of, like, an old, clearly not in an urban setting, a, a roadside service station. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, my upbringing was, I was growing on, uh, grew up on Route 66, and my family had gas stations, and they looked like that, and some of them are closed now. And and there's a lot of stuff are things that are disposed of or no longer being used or past their prime, and yet you look at them and they're beautiful. Um, and also a little sad, but beautiful. Like, I, I find that really interesting. Um, when did you sort of hit on the idea that, like, this was a theme that you liked to explore? Something that wasn't in its... Heyday, uh, I think that would that would go back to being from being from Detroit. Yeah, because you saw the the city becoming less than it used to be. Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had been in, it had been in a slowly decline since uh, the '60s. And I had friends who lived in the city growing up, 
And that gave us a lot of places to run around because there was nobody around. Right. So you could... As a kid, it's like an adventure. Exactly. Come home when the streetlights are on. And that pretty much you could do anything that you wanted at that point. Wow. And you were... It was a different time. And granted, some of these places may not have been structurally as safe. Right. Uh, exactly. We still kind of took it upon ourselves to explore these places. And I don't know. I think it kind of dates back to the fort when you were a kid. Right. You know, I had friends who had those, and they weren't in the best conditions. Right. But, these but they were fun. Yes. They were yours. Yes. Yeah. When you were growing up in Detroit, <clears throat> was it already kind of going down? Or, like, it already felt like the glory days were, were kind of over? The glory days were over. What Even they, when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. What they called white flat. I, I, I uh, was born in 1973. Right. Uh, Detroit had started empty out already at that point. Right. And um, you really, I mean, now you're definitely seeing this really beautiful resurgence of the city, which is really great to see. Right. Uh, you can get a house still for nothing. Right. Uh, but Good to know. I'm always looking for an escape hatch. That's, uh, that's yeah. really, if, as long as you can handle winter. Right. Okay. You can Maybe. probably handle an escape right. hatch. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Well, when did you leave Detroit? How old were you when you went away? I've left a couple of times. Um, I left when I was 19 for the military. Okay. I was in the Navy. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I did I did what I signed up for. I had a two-year program I, with an option to sign up for two more. Right. And uh, I had had my fill after two years. You were done. <laughs> I was done. I That's cool, though. Out. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really for me. It was what right. I needed at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then I left again. I worked out of Oregon for three years. Right. And was gone for well, six months out of a year for each year for that. Nice. And then when I got back, uh, I think about five or six years had passed. And I had always talked about moving and leaving. Right. And I think my parents got tired of hearing me talk, like <laughs> always talk about it, but never doing it. Right. And then my, my best friend called me and had been in California for about two months and said, you need to move here. And long story short, I was here nine days later. There you go. What was your first impression? Did you feel was, like, I like this. I could I could do this. I was incredible. I came in on a, it was during rush hour and I hit no rush hour traffic for some odd reason. I don't know. Really? Like a Tuesday. They were trying to seduce you and then yeah. they're going to stick the knife in later. Yeah. And then it tightened its grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you were in the Navy, what was going on in the world? Where, uh, were you, where were you stationed and was the conflict going on? What I was, was going on? I was stationed out of Virginia. Yeah. Uh, at that time, um, there had been, I actually ended up in Cuba for a little bit of time. Wow. Um, I bet that, were you taking pictures? I'd love to go there and take pictures. It's one of those things that you just don't realize. Yeah. What's there when right. you have an opportunity yeah, to Yeah. You weren't in that headspace. And, and most of the time we were working. Right. And you would wake up and it would be 110 degrees outside and you'd go to bed and it would be 110 degrees outside. Wow. It never stopped being terribly hot there. And what were you doing when you say working? Um, our, we had been going through, our boat had been going through what they called oppies, which was a series of training, uh, training things. Yeah. But our boat had some problems. <laughs> right. And so uh, to keep us occupied, they had us doing other things as well. And at that point, there was a big Haitian situation where a lot of the Haitians were trying to get over into Cuba. There were a lot of Haitians coming over looking for asylum. Right. And so there was a lot of time spent uh, watching that. Most of the time, we were working on buildings, refabbing buildings. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It Cuba. Was Cuba. That's where I spent a majority of my time. Wow. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there, but, but not... Uh... 
more recently, you know, when it was sort of opened up and yeah. seeing the pictures and the cars and all of that stuff. I would love to. Um, so for this exhibit, are they all shot on the same camera or do you have different cameras that you use? That's a great question. Um, no, a couple of these were actually shot on a point and shoot right? camera when I first started out when I was given a camera as a present by a, by a friend. And then from there, I moved up to... I've been shooting with Canon since. I moved into what's called the T3i. Right. Now I'm shooting with a T6... Or, I'm sorry. Now I'm shooting with a 6D. And um, But I've always had this weird fascination with wide. You like wide angles. I love wide angle. Being yeah. Able to get as much in as you can. Right. Yeah. I love it. Are you much of a shooter when it comes to your phone? Do you, ta- do, you, do, you take, do you try to take artful pictures with your phone? Yes. Good. Yes, I do. I and do. they turn out okay. Uh, for the, sometimes. Right. Sometimes. But that's the great part about it is you have this ability to take photographs and not worry about film or right. how much am I going to have. I mean, granted, you have space on your phone, but you can, right. how many thousands of pictures do, do you have on your phone? More than I need, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember when you first got your fancy camera? I do. Yeah, I knew nothing about it, and I still attempted to go out with it and put it on automatic. And, right, and see how you did. Yeah. Actually, there's a couple of photos that have made the exhibit while shooting with just... Um, this is a gorgeous photo of a bridge, and we're going to find a way to put some of these on yeah, we can do my that. website so that people can see what we're talking about. Yeah. This is a gorgeous photo of a bridge in, what, in New York? Yeah, that's, city? A, that's the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, it's, and it just had gotten done raining, Yeah. Uh, strangely enough, and the way that... Um, the light cascades from underneath from the brake lights from the cars. Yeah. Uh, mixed in with uh, the umbrellas and the shade and the color. It's just, sometimes you just get, you get Sometimes lucky. you just get a, a great moment. Yeah. I love it. Um, so how are these going to be presented? Are you having big mounted uh, prints? Uh, actually, everything's going to be uh, on acrylic. Nice. Um, wood. You can actually print on wood. Yeah, you can print on wood. That's cool. We have three photos going on to wood. That's cool. Uh, A majority of them are going to be on acrylic, but we also have them on white gloss aluminum. Oh, no. White white gloss aluminum. Yeah. That sounds sexy. Yeah. Yeah, and the dye bond is super sexy. Yeah, the dye bond is really neat. That sounds hot. Are people going to be able to buy this stuff? Yes. Right off the walls? Right off the walls. But I love it. Have to Are they going to be throwing money at you? That's the hope. That's the hope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then um, if something is sold, then uh, we're looking at prints. Yeah. Um, people will be able to get a hold of me through, you know, giving me their email address. I'm on Instagram. I'm right. I've got my webpage or I my website. That. Yeah. I yeah. love that. It's exciting. It's I love it. It's been exciting. And, and, and I really honestly, and I... I Truly couldn't have done this without Kim Lee. Yeah, she's a good cheerleader. I've just known her a little while, but she's she's a cheerleader for the people that she believes in. Well, it's I, pretty inspiring. It, absolutely. And I th- you know, you think you know going right. into something you've never done before. Like, well, this really shouldn't be that difficult. Right. And I've spent the vast majority of the last two months going to bed between 3 a.m. And, and 5 a.m. Just taking care of stuff. Sleeping till 10 a.m., maybe. And being back up and working on it. And I just never... And, and what she's done to help me along the way, to help guide me, to help... Even with even with this... Right. Has been... I, I, I truly won't be able to pay her back as much as I, I want to. Maybe one day it'll be in a large cash amount or um, by paying it forward. She's yeah. been... She's been my angel through all of this. I love that. Yeah. Is this one of those things where you're like, I have an idea, I want to do this. And then you sort of pull the trigger... And you get postcards made, and you find a place, and you go, okay, it's happening. And then you sort of 
like rise to the occasion, right? And you probably learn a lot as you're doing it. Sure. Right? Maybe, We're not quite there yet. Right, maybe for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what have you learned about the process of putting together a gallery show? I'm sure there's way more that goes into it than you would even think. You'd be uh, like, oh, I didn't think about oh, that. Oh, there's so much I didn't yeah. think about. There's absolutely like what? color. That yes. just because you see a color on your computer doesn't mean that that's how it's going to print up. Right. And then you, and thank God Kim Lee had a friend that had a printing machine, had a gigantic printer. So even when we turned our photos in initially to uh, POV, uh, the art house, that's the, the main uh, place, the main yeah. place that's helping us do this. And they are fantastic right. uh, to work with. Even though we got to work with them in the, from the beginning, turning in the photos, when they brought it back, the Brooklyn Bridge photo uh, was too dark. Yeah. And and especially when you've been staring at these things for years and you know what's right and you know what isn't. Right. That in itself can be uh, Well, you just kind of have a heart attack when it's too dark. Yes. Yes. Or today. Or yes. today, for example. Well, like today you had a misadventure. Today we had a misadventure. What happened? Um... We turned the photos in last week. Well, right. I went to bed last night at, at 5 5.30 a.m. And uh, woke up today to work on some more things. And then got a phone call at 3 saying uh, the photos don't, don't crop the right way. So you're going to have the photo, but underneath the photo where the photo's been cropped, you'll have these black bars right. that are going to be in the photo with it. Which it's, this is supposed to stretch from, from end to end. And that turned into a four and a half hour excursion trying to figure out what I did wrong and then trying to correct it. And again, POV kind of gave me some guide, gave me some videos to watch. Right. And then from there, uh, it kind of gave me some ideas to where I can start looking. Nice. And uh, we finally uh, we finally got it off and running. So uh, it's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> it, yeah. Why do you love taking pictures? That's a really great question. It's inherently inside of me. I don't know how to explain it. I, I see things sometimes, and there's something, especially in places like the Urban Decay, yeah, where you see something and... There can be... If, one way to look at it is with a lot of sadness of what something used to be. Of yeah. what, there's a picture that you have of like a kid's hobby horse in front of a deserted gas station, yeah. and they've both been abandoned. Yes, horse with no name. Horse with... Horse is that the name of it? That's what we call the... Adorable. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you could look at that and feel sad. It's, there would be a reason to feel sad. It's tragic. And when you look at... But, this, but, but there's also something beautiful about it. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Well, when you, that's Desert Center, and that's about three and a half hours from Los Angeles. Right. And it's this uh, town that used to work in iron ore mining. Mm. And during the Reagan years, he shut it down, and then basically half the town left. Wow. And, and it's gone. Gone. But left... Everything in the house. You'll walk in. I've got pictures of refrigerators that are open and couches and uh, the, the most bizarre things that you've ever seen just sitting barren. And um, Like they all had to get out in a hurry. Yeah. Almost it, like they, it, were, they evacuated it, or something. It looks like they... They got beamed up. Yeah. Yes. It looks like they spent no time whatsoever. They literally got in the car and left. Wow. And then it had been sitting for, for so many years. And this one here... Um, the horse with no name was this was actually in a little neighborhood there were if i'm not mistaken there were seven houses uh that were completely deserted and um also the, it's the excitement the exploration the the discovery yeah what are you going to find i actually I, I went three times in one week and to this place to this place so three and a half hours three and a half hours back wow 
three times during a week. And yeah. one of the times I had to go alone, no one could go with me. And I went into a house and there had to be, there were thousands of receipts on the ground and they were, they were so stacked. They had to be four or five inches off the ground, just in stacks. And they were the entire size of the inside of this house. And there was a door I couldn't see banging from the wind and to walk into this place and hear that, I always think of um, really horrible things that I'm going to walk. Can I can I use language on this? Yeah, of course. I was ready to walk in the door, and, and I thought someone was going to make me their bitch. Yeah. Um, it was one of those places. Actually, I actually ended up leaving a ladder there because at one point I got so scared. Uh, there was a car that drove up. Actually, it was a van that drove mm-hmm. up while I was alone. Yeah. And sometimes these are the kinds of places that... No, it feels a little Breaking Bad, like... But what's the? St- don't you wonder what's the story with those receipts? Like, what? Who had them? Why do they have all of them? Why are they like yes. this? Yeah, and I have photos of one where they're they're streaming out. Of, they're they're sitting, but the way that they're pouring out the door, it's just the strangest. And it wasn't one size receipt. It was there were so many different sizes and colors and handwritten and typed and it was just the most bizarre things. And then when I got inside, actually, there was a bathroom that they had ripped all the piping out of. Yeah. I'm guessing in order to steal maybe the copper pipes. I guess. But it, it was like something I just... You don't think of these things. You, you don't... You, get, you just can't imagine the story behind everything that you're looking at. Yeah. How did this end up like this? Yeah. Um, have you ever been chased out of anywhere? Because I just know from short, shooting mm-hmm. short films that nobody's around, nobody's around. The second that camera comes out, everyone's giving you a hard time. There have been some places that we weren't allowed to shoot in. Yeah. Uh, especially in Detroit. I guess I can probably say it now because it's been quite a while. Yeah. But the Michigan train station, yeah. which is this, I want to say it's 14, 12 to 14 uh, stories high. Right. And it's this incredible, uh, incredible building that actually now is being redone. Yeah, there's, the, there's me on top of it there. We call that up, up, and away. Wow, that's amazing. And um, I also have an issue with heights. Yeah, and this is so a very high building. I will literally crawl out on my stomach. Ooh, and yeah. lay there so I don't have to see over the edge right. in order to try to get a photo. To get the shot. To get the shot. Because I know that if I don't, I'll regret it. Right. And that I may not get that opportunity to go back there. So sometimes I will put myself... At some, risk. I, I have put myself at risk a couple of times. Um, What's the craziest thing you've done to get a shot? Oh, boy. Uh, I was in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, a couple of years back. And I was attempting to get a photo of a bridge that was, the pillars were still there. Yeah, there's the front of it right there. Wow. I love how Kimley just knows every picture. She yeah. knows every time. She is on it. Yeah, she's been, she's, she's been inundated with this Yeah, uh, quite a bit. That's beautiful. Thank you. Neither of us are sleepy. Let's just put it back. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's not been had. Uh, I attempted, there was a bridge that, the bridge wasn't there, but the pillars were, and I was attempting to get those pillars. Right. And I... I have a really strong intuition, and sometimes I don't listen to it. Interesting. And as I went to go step in the water to try to get this shot, because if it was on, it was on the uh, James James River, I think is what it was. As I went to go step forward, my my gut told me you should put your camera away, and I thought I only have to take a couple of steps, I'll be fine. And as I went to go take a step, as my foot came down, there was no bottom. Oh shit! So myself, my camera, my backpack, all went into the water. Into the water. 
Was your camera ruined? It, no, actually, surprisingly enough, it actually that, that was my T3i. It actually survived it. Survived it. I, I quickly got back to the hotel I was staying at, yeah. and went online to figure out what I needed to do and try to at least to see if it could be saved to some degree. And it was, and it, and it worked. Yeah, that's amazing. What did, what do they tell you? Google. They, they often they'll say put it in rice or like yeah. do something crazy like I, that. I, I didn't have that at the time. <laughs> yeah, Google had said uh, open everything up. Okay. Uh, open everything up so that it's face down to allow it to dry. And then there was this other one about taking a hair dryer and sticking it into the front of the camera. Yeah. And turning it on and letting it run for a while. And uh, you know what happens if you hold on to a hair dryer that doesn't allow the heat out very well? How right. hot it gets. But I did that for about 15 minutes. And I let it sit. And a couple of days, didn't touch it. Popped the lens on it. Fired right up. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. And that's amazing. That's a happy story. Sometimes you feel like the uh, the spirits are on your side. Right. And that's one of those moments. Yeah. Yeah. When you're taking pictures, does it does time just like do you lose track of time? Does it become like I can't? How long? I don't know if I've been here twenty minutes or yes. four and a half hours. Yes. Yes. That and editing. Editing, you'll lose days. <sighs> you'll 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 look down at ten in the morning and then you'll look up at seven o'clock at night and you're kind of wondering what happened you don't know i remember when you used to take your film in to get developed and then you would get them back and there was always that thrill but now it's you know it right away right yeah 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 there's no waiting there's no waiting and there's that's no waiting. there's a thrill to that too though because sometimes you have to wait yeah sometimes i'll be out and my computer won't be with me and maybe i'm right. out for a couple of days i try not to make that happen now but if you can let a couple of days go by Actually, I'm working yeah. on a project right now that's taken me a little while to get to. But And it's great to go in and have forgotten about some of these things. Right. And to see some of the photos on how... Yeah, they, they, they were like, oh, I forgot out. about that. Yeah. I, that that's amazing. Yeah. Do you do other kind of photography? Do you take pictures of people or... Yeah. I do. I do, every, I do headshots. I pretty much try to cover myself. And I've been told that it doesn't work, even though it's managed to work for me pretty well. Um, I've done everything from headshots, publicity... Uh, photos for bands for um even for a couple of models nice um i've done a few uh companies and their products nice um let me think what else uh, have you done like weddings and stuff weddings. oh yeah 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 I do weddings uh, my, my, that's I, a lot of pressure <laughs> I, I, my, my weddings are there's a bit of a stipulation on a wedding if you have a massive wedding and there are 500 people there that, yeah. that's not for me I'm you not, like the small i'm not your guy right if yeah. you if there's chances of a bridezilla i'm not your guy Right. Um, I'll get the photos you want. It'll be fun. It'll be happy. Some are on my uh, on my website. Nice. Uh, I showed him. Yeah. Which, yeah. which came out which came out fantastic. Yeah. But that also, you know, when you share a, a photo with a with another person, that's there's um, there's a certain amount of trust that that takes, and it takes both parties, and it just takes uh, trust and and capturing one moment. Right. Are you nervous about people walking into a gallery and looking at your pictures? Terrified. What is it like? Like, what are you afraid of what they're going to think or what they might say? Or how I think it, it's like any kind of performance, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Right. As an actor as well. Cause I, I also, I also do some acting and, right. and a few other things. Um, it's allowing someone to see that personal, right. That personal thing that you know, you like, but then it's letting it out, especially with urban decay, especially when it comes to things that people don't ne may not necessarily initially see beauty in. Right. They might find it depressing or yeah. like, you know, yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. What have people said that, that what's stuff that they said to you that, that resonates that, that have, people that have seen it so far? Uh, you know, all the responses have been pretty, pretty phenomenal. Everybody, yeah. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. There was so much beauty People in them. People falling in love with it. There's so much beauty in them. And then when you look closer and you look at what it actually is, and, and you think about the story, it takes on another another level. But, uh, yeah, I think they're they're super wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Where would you love to go and take pictures? Oh, boy. Uh, there's an abandoned amusement park in the, I think it's in the Philippines that I would really like to get my hands on. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, How did you find out about an abandoned amusement park uh, in the Philippines? I do a lot of looking around online and, um, What do you Google though? Uh, crazy places to take pictures? This camera obscura is a really great, uh, place to be able to look for things that aren't necessarily, um, Things that everybody will yeah, look for. like a little more, yeah. Yeah, there's a place in Germany that has all these uh, abandoned cars that are, it looks like an abandoned freeway almost. Yeah, um, yeah. and I mean, even there's places in, in here. I, I still haven't done New Orleans yet, and I'd yeah. really like to get my hands on, on New Orleans. Right. And, um... West Bank. West yeah, the West Bank, that's right. They have the opportunity for the West Bank may come along. Uh, the gallery's working on... Yeah. Um, doing a, uh, they work with a, they actually put together a, a program, uh, the Peace Project, and they've done everything from help kids, help hurricane victims, yeah, uh, to help building homes, to uh, countless other things the helping amputees. people. It's right. amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like taking pictures of people? Or if you had your way, you would just do other stuff? I didn't initially like taking pictures of people. Over the last couple of years, that's changed. That's good. Yeah. Why? Uh, I think I didn't have the faith in myself to capture that thing. When you when you go to a place, nothing has to pose for you. Yeah. You don't feel like you have to get something out of them. Yeah. It's yeah. either cool looking or interesting looking or beautiful or whatever it is, yeah. or it's not. Yeah. I mean, you have to find the right yeah. angle and you, you, know, you have to see it in a certain way, but you don't have to conjure anything yeah and that's what's what i was talking about with with a moment like trusting somebody yeah and sharing a moment when it comes to photographing people or couples yeah it's it's everyone being in the right space in the right in the right head space right and having faith in the moment i love uh, it have you photographed kim lee uh a couple of times there's been some photographs but there hasn't been anything set up yet but we are working on uh something coming up there you go. Yeah. Yes, we are. I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. All right. Do you have a favorite piece in the show? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is it, it's actually changed along the way. I think it's going to be the initial piece that's on what we call Left Behind. The postcard? The postcard. Uh, yeah. I'll make sure I put this on the website. But it's a beautiful uh, skyline with a, a colorful boat in front of it. Yeah. And the, and the ocean. And that is actually uh, the Salton Sea. Oh, the Salton Sea in, uh, I thought it was the ocean. It's the no. Salton Sea. So that's in, that's in like, like the southern parts of yeah. California. Yeah. There's no boats on it. There's no, the, the salt content is so high yeah. that everybody left it. And right. so there are these, there's a place called um, Bombay Beach. Nice. Which is phenomenal to take a look at if you have a chance. But at the same time, it's a very post-apocalyptic. Right. You don't quite know what you're going to see. And it changes every year. I went last year. I went back this year to look for something that was there, and it's gone. Now there's something else in its place. And so it changes really regularly. Right. It's just this feeling of, like, there used to be people here doing things, and they're just gone. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, and it's, I mean, not just people. There was a town. Yeah, there was a town there, and and ma- major parts of that of the Salt Sea had yeah. these communities in it. Right, and there are still people living in there. I think that's probably the craziest part. Is even though it's in this state, especially in Bombay Beach, everybody I've met has been kind and has been thoughtful and they right. are every time i think that someone walks up they're going to be hostile right they couldn't be any nicer and it's this this thing that you don't expect necessarily that yeah and it's it's the people are beautiful there and and so is the location i would think that as a photographer it would be very easy to close down from people like there's something in between you and the and this, whatever the subject is or you could go about your business in a very solitary way but it sounds like you've made real interesting human connections through this odyssey i think if you're gonna go to these kinds of uh go to these kinds of places um if you're gonna go to these kinds of places uh you have to be willing to have a conversation with somebody because you just can't walk in especially if people live in these areas and you go walking in with a camera and start firing it off right that's the best way and i found out by the way i also found out these things the hard way right um but to go in and to introduce yourself and to show respect and to show graciousness, even if the area isn't the best looking, these are still places that people may live. And yeah. if you show disrespect to that, you're you're going to look at a heap of trouble. Right. And so by going in and, sh- and showing that respect and showing that you're not there for for negative reasons, right? Your, your response is a lot better. Right, and you have a better experience all the way around. Yeah. Uh, there's a section of your show called Chaotic Peace, which I think is a great title. But what, what kinds of images are in that? That's where you're going to find a lot more uh, of those images that are... Yeah, everything's gone to hell in the every, world. Everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> yeah, that was too long to really make a, a, a marquee of, so you've... Chaotic Peace is yeah. much more... Uh, it lays that. P-E-A-C-E. Yes. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, again, one of those things that even though the initial person may walk in and see something terrible, right. there's a beauty that lays within this, and all you have to do is just just dig a little bit, yeah. and, and it's there. I love that. That's a great little uh, sentiment. Okay. You picked some questions from the observation deck. What movie did you see when you were way too young to see it? The Shining. Oh, shit. That's so scary. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I think I was probably seven or eight, oh, I want to say. Oh, my gosh. Um, and uh, I remember the woman in the bath in the bathtub. Yeah. And her sores all over her. And, oh. like, and uh, just everything were about Were you in the movie that. theater or was it on TV or video? I, I saw it on TV. Yeah. I saw like it like a video. Like a video. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to see it. But through through one way or another, I got a chance to watch it. And I mean, that movie still... It's still scary. It still resonates with me. So yeah. much so that I even have on my bathroom a picture of Jack coming through the right. the door. That's fun. Yeah. Just a fun little picture in the bathroom. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't love that? Yeah, exactly. It should make everyone feel really comfortable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Did, did, did it give you nightmares or were you... It uh, did. It yeah. did. And then... Actually, there's two to that. I saw uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, glowing. That's another uh, one. And my babysitter was over, and I remember her saying, well, turn down the sound. My parents were gone. He said, well, turn down the sound. It won't be scary. And as she's turning down the sound, Jason Voorhees comes out of the water. <laughs> and I remember just screaming and <laughs> crying about it. 
Yeah. All right. Both those movies hold up, I have to say. What was the first album, CD, cassette, or MP3 you ever bought? There were two cassettes. Yeah. My dad bought them for me for my birthday. Uh, it would have been Michael Jackson's Thriller and the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. That Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack was very popular. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that XLF song not long ago <laughs> and why we liked it. Yeah. I guess it holds up. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Which ones did you play more? Thriller or Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop. I've been a soundtrack junkie. Right. The ver- having that variety, always having a variety of things. What else was on that, though? Was The Heat Is On on that? The Heat Was On. The Pointer the Sisters on. had a song on nice. it. Um, Glenn Fry's... Glenn Fry? Is that right? Had a sit. Heat Is yeah. On. Um, heat Is On. Yeah. It's on the streets. Oh, gosh. The 80s. Yeah. Okay. Another question. Do you collect anything? I have a... I collect Star Wars figures. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's, uh, that's sexy. I have an obscene collection of Star Wars figures that I have been collecting for a long time. And still, uh, not lately, but uh, but I have a closet full of them hidden away. They're in drawers. They're under my bed there. Just any nook and cranny. Any nook and cranny. You keep cranny. them in the box like mint? Is that the idea? I do. That's I good. Do. That's yeah. Wow. I actually have when The Force Awakens, they came out with, uh, the Star Wars came out with a series called the Black Series. Yeah. And they came out with the Elite Series. And the Black Series, I actually bought like the first five or six packages that were available from The Force Awakens. And the thing is, they came in a box. Yeah. And I've never opened that box. Wow. And I mean. That's really extra protective it's uh, yeah i'm kind of into the pleasure delay a little bit yeah that, that even though i don't have a chance to actually see it right i know what's there and it's that feeling of when you're a kid of getting a christmas present right and not being able to open it right i find there's an excitement to that that i'm not someone that has to tear the open the right package open up right away you can you can hang back i can hang back yeah i love that yeah. is there a figure that you wish you had that you don't have is there like the the what the big whale of sure there would figures? have been the boba fett released the from empire strikes back which is worth they're, they're so just rare there's money. very few of them yeah wow yeah are we talking thousands we're ta- yeah thousands wow if, if not tens of thousands wow yeah I love it. Yeah. And I think the most expensive is the Jawa, if I'm not mistaken. It, there are even the, his plastic cape. Yeah. Like there's a way to be able to tell if it's original, if it isn't. Right. If, but if I'm not mistaken, I think the Jawa is the most expensive. Now, back in the day, did you have the Darth Vader carrying case? I did. That was shaped? Yeah, of I did. My mom took me to see Star Wars, and it changed so much so that I'm still obsessed with it. That's it amazing. It changed what, my life. In what ways? Like, how did it impact you? Um... Empire Strike. I, I was I was five when I saw Star Wars. Right. And when then when Empire came out, I, I think I was just old enough to really get it. Right. To really understand it. And I had kind of an obsession with storytelling. Right. Um, it leaves you on a cliffhanger. Right. And the second, the Empire is kind of the best one. It is the best, in my opinion. Yes. yes they, it is the best yeah. one. But I think it kind of taught me that life doesn't work with necessarily happy endings. It can be put on a cliffhanger for a little while before right. you're going to see what happens. Right. And I, I like that. I like I like that. It resonated. Yeah, even with movies nowadays, that movies that don't necessarily end with the happiest of endings, I think that's, it's outside of the norm. And as, right. a, as a result, I think that there's something really... It feels a, like life. Yes, it feels like life. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah, the mist was like that. I don't know if you saw the mist. No. The mist was. Is that the Stephen King thing? No, no. the mist was uh, Frank Darabont. Did oh it, yeah. Uh, who did like Walking Dead and did yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. other things, and it's like watching a it's like watching a Twilight Zone episode. Wow. Where the end isn't what you think it's going to be, and uh, it it ends kind of on a on a rough note. All right, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Okay, here's another one that you picked. Have you ever won anything like the lottery or a game show prize? Uh, I was on The Price is Right. <laughs> oh, when... shit. I'm get, I get to go on October 2nd. That's, I'm are, going to The Price is Right. Are you going with anybody? I'm going with a group of people from this other job that I have. Are they going job. for you? Not for me specifically. Okay. We're going as a group. Okay. Um, but I think we're eligible to be on... I mean, I think we're eligible to be contestants. Yeah, the more people you have, generally, it seems, uh, pardon me, to be the better... And there's feels like somebody from our group will get up there, right? Wow. Yeah. I, went, right. I went when I was 35, and my um, my roommate then, that I now can call my sister, her name is uh, Michelle Whalen, uh, had the idea of us going. Right. And it was, I don't know, probably 10 to 15 of us went, and they all had pictures of me on their shirt. I turned 35. So it was for your birthday. It was for my birthday, and on the back it said spader neutered on my back. And yeah. That, oh, that's right. This, was it Barker or uh, Farley? Uh, uh, no, it wasn't. Or not Farley. It was, uh, Drew Carey. Uh, Drew Carey. Chris Farley. Farley. <laughs> Sorry, Drew Carey. I thought you were a dead person. Uh, no, so it was Drew Carey. He had just been on it for a couple of weeks. And yeah. He actually had shared the story that the night before his son had flesh, flushed a Woody doll down his toilet. Yeah. And it had, it was above his dining room. And the dining room it had exploded. Water was coming out of the fixtures and they had to figure out what had happened and he had basically gotten no sleep and then had to go to work. Wow. That's what happened the night that you were on, the day you were the on Price day, Yeah, the day after that happened to him. And I won a car. I won a car and a bunch of other things. So you got on stage? I got on stage. What was yeah. your pricing game? Uh, it was called Master Key. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and you won the car. And I won the car. I won the car, a, a clock, which I still have, a grandfather clock, uh, a set of silverware, a video camera, and a shredder. Those are all good things to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you keep the car? For a short period of time, I right. kept the car. That's when GM was going through its uh, crisis. Oh, sh- and did so it get recalled? It didn't get recalled, but it devalued very quickly. And ah. it, 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 uh, it, it was very good because it helped me pay off some... I sold it and ended up paying off some debts. Right. So it worked out. It did. It worked out, it worked out really well. Right. But you didn't get killed on the taxes. I did get killed on the taxes. On the t- initially. Initially, okay. yeah. It well, happens. you have to pay the taxes up front for the car. Right. right. And then at the end, that's considered a luxury tax, so then you've got to pay that as well. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, things they did don't you get to you. the showcase? I did. I got to the showcase, and um, I believe I went over. I think I got like a – my first spin was, I think, pretty decent. Like maybe it was 55 or 60 cents, and then I ended up going over. Oh, so on the showcase show. Yeah. But that See, wheel yeah. weighs a ton. I hear it weighs a ton. Yeah. My dream is to spin it. But I remember how Bob Barker, if you didn't get it all the way around, he was not letting you off easy. No. He had full-on contempt. Yes. You weak fuck <laughs> is his subtext. His, I think Drew Carey's a little more, he's not as, as tough on people. He's yeah. a little more jovial. Well, he has been doing it as long. Yeah, Bob Barker was like, look, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I've got models to, you know, hit on. I've got all of the rest of it. I, but you were on The Price is Right, and I'm yeah. going on, on October 2nd. I have my fingers crossed for you. Kiss Thank it. you very much. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I used to have the home game of The Price is Right in a box. And oh. I, would, I would set up, I would, I would like plan all six of the games for my friends to play, but they never wanted to play, so they just sort of 
sat there ready for anybody to play, but they wouldn't. But I still loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell people how they can see your um, your photographs in your uh, at your gallery showing because there's an opening and then there and it runs for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it opens uh, next Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday. Sorry, I don't know what day it is. Uh, it runs this Saturday, which uh, is the 14th, September 14th. We start at 6 a.m. We're going right. to shut down at 10. Uh, 6 but that's p.m. Hmm? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah. Uh, we're there should have. be a Kimley app. You should be an app. Oh my God! Let's make an app. Let's make an app, and you're just like you're like you're so just like telling up, everybody. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to eat that. Yeah, no. You've had um, enough to drink. Yeah, you're just <laughs> yeah. Don't want to wear that. You think it looks cute? cute it doesn't it does look that cute. Don't, yeah. if, if there's anything you're going to get out of Kimley, it's honesty, <laughs> and there aren't going to be any punches held. But oh. with that, there is. It's, it, she doesn't do it in a harsh way, yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Even even if she's being as, as blunt as she can be, it's really incredible because she, from what I've experienced, she not only preaches it, she lives it as yeah. well. And when you meet someone that does that, it changes your your perspective of them because she's no bullshit. Yeah. And and I, I respect that on such a level that... How'd you guys first meet? We met... Five years ago, through our my the girl that I described, Sister, the girl yeah. I talked about, yeah, yeah. Michelle Whalen. Michelle and I were in a class together, Steppenwolf West, and uh, voila, they're family. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah we met then. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I love it. Uh, just for clarification, everybody yeah. that's listening, this is Kimberly Smith. The opening is this Saturday, the fourteenth. It's going to be amazing and beautiful and outstanding. And anyone can go. Anyone can, anyone go, can go, and go. it's free. And there'll be snacks and nipples and yeah. wine, wine and, and just everything. desserts. Desserts. Yeah. A DJ. Yeah. Your, your friend uh, uh, Jeremiah Twenty Twelve is going to be DJing, DJing it, and, and a piece of cake. Yeah. LA is going to be giving piece us uh, donating desserts. If you have a chance, you've got, go you got donate donated we've got desserts. Donated. We've yeah. got uh, donations from my friend's restaurant, Artie's Bistro. Oh. So it's going to be really wonderful, and it would be great to have your support out there for this amazing kind of life-changing photographer you want to yeah. you want to get there it's in culver city at the whole night at the gallery. whole night gallery in culver yes. city and people can learn about this online somewhere oh yeah at your website yes yes what's your yes. website address uh, dscraze.com and it's c-r-a-z-e my last D-S-C-R-A-Z-E. name c-r-a-z-e yes um when you grew up with that last name did you get teased uh, that would be an understatement. Yeah. I think it teaches you, though. It's taught me. I, I have a really good sense of humor, but I have a really vicious sense of sarcasm. Right. And I think that kind of last name. As an adult, it's... Because you had to have a comeback, right? Yes. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool last name. As an adult, you hear, that's a really cool last name. Yeah, it's a sexy yeah. name. But yeah. as a kid, it's... Yeah. It's, you just want to be Smith or something. Yes. Hey, yeah. Hey. My last name. Oh, <laughs> my last name. Do you have an interesting first name? That is true. Yes. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. So they would just give you a hard time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was endless. And then being in the military, you go by your last name. Yeah. Grace, get over here. Yes. It was uh, also yeah so interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I think this is my final question. Uh, what do you hope people get from seeing your photographs? I hope that that they see the beauty that I see. That that even though there are some of these places which can be a little more rough, a little harder to look at when right. you think of the term beauty, that within these places there is a stillness and a peace that you won't find anywhere else. I love it. 
It's been really fun to talk to you. I think your photographs are beautiful. Thank you. Congrats on the opening, and I hope it uh, have a great run with it. Thank you so much for your time. I loved it. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to DS Craze. Check out his show. It runs for a month here in Los Angeles. Okay. And also thanks to Kim Lee for connecting us. That was really nice. All right. So this happened. Speaking of photography, um, I had a past podcast guest named John Gunnan on the show a couple years ago. He has a company called Scenario, and what they do is super high-end photo booth-type setups at parties. Like, he does Katy Perry's birthday party with a surfing theme or whatever. So, uh, he's worked with multiple Kardashians. So, he has he's had this idea for a while that he wants to do uh, a pop-up kind of event where there's multiple backdrops set up, and you just go in and take pictures. Kind of like an Instagram thing. Uh, like some of these things that, that pop up, but his stuff is so beautiful and so high end. So he's doing one now. Uh, it's called Scenario Studio. It's at the Grand Marketplace downtown, uh, where all the foods and stuff are. It's downstairs there. Uh, and I think it's going for about a month. You can learn more at Scenario Studio, but I got to go to a sneak preview night, uh, before he officially opened and a couple of friends of mine, Rebecca and Glenn, and we took fun photos there's um, a classroom setup that's so old school and just has all the props and everything you want. Uh, there's an upside down room. There's like a haunted house looking place. There's a cool casino setup with um, uh, a roulette wheel. And then there's one that's like this crazy koi pond pattern of material all on the walls. And then you put on a suit that's made of that same material. So it's just kind of like your head and all of these fish. It's really cool. But anyway, if you're in L.A. and you want to do something cool, check out ScenarioStudio.com. That's all we have for this week. Uh, Hopefully, maybe see some of you at the Mismatch Game. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye! (laughs)